What's up, guys? Welcome to a Vibe Call West Radio. Today we have a special guest, Zach Settle. How's it going, everybody? From Renton, Washington, Zach has established himself as a uni uniquely authentic and talented musician who uses a combination of his infectious voice and relatable lyrics to create high-quality songs. From rapping for Jack Harlow and Drewski, signing a record deal with Stay Hungry Records, performing at We Found New Music and Breaking Sound in LA, and dropping his newest single, Stuck Again, Zach has all the makings of a household name. Today, though, we're putting his favorite album, Saturation 2, underneath the microscope and putting it into an Elite Eight tournament bracket. The way that we seeded these songs is based on total number of streams, the way they progress, is Zach's opinion. Zach, are you ready to figure out what the best song of Saturation 2 is? I am. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm, oh, well, I'm not ready, though. <laughs> this is going to be the hardest decision of my life, I think. Well, you know, it's, uh, this is, we have to figure <sighs> it out, you know. I think the, one of the main things that people want to know is why do musicians like certain songs? Because we listen to music differently mm -hmm. than, you know, just someone that's casually listening. So, um, really excited to do that, man. How's everything been? Thanks for coming on, by the way. It's good. Um, yeah, things have been good. I know since last time, or I guess, wait, oh man, now I'm all messed up because I'm like, since the last You're good, we can just talk, yeah, let's just talk like we, um, are, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, things have been good though. Um, I'm just uh, working, working on a lot, a lot of new music, a lot of new material. Um, really like, you know, this last year has been like so life-changing for me, like moving to LA. Um, lately, all the music that I've been creating has just been super like raw and like pure. And like, I'm finally at a space right now where I'm really loving the direction that I'm headed and I'm like I'm happy to say I'm working on an album so Dude, I'm really excited well, as a fan of yours I can't be happier that yeah. one you're liking <laughs> the direction of your sound and you're working on a full album that's amazing yeah thanks man and then so speaking of albums I want to ask why saturation 2 why did you choose this album honestly it was the obvious choice for me it was like just I mean Brockhampton is one of the greatest like groups of all time 100%. greatest boy band of all time um and there's something that's just so like dynamic and cool about like when you mix all these different people from all these different backgrounds, um, like with um, all sorts of different perspectives, you put them all in like the same pool and then they basically go bar for bar with each other throughout these projects. And it's just so awesome to like hear how so many different people can like meshed together so well on a project and especially a trilogy and i chose saturation 2 just ah man really just because it was one of like my favorite albums uh that i listened to in the summer of um that year in the 20 or 2017, 2017 yeah. yeah the summer of that year in 2017 it just i have so many good memories of listening to this album with my friends my friends put me on brockhampton um when I saw them, which friends, which names, what are uh, the names? my friends. So, uh, it was actually my friend, Riley, my friend, Shout Riley, out Riley, Riley Larson. I haven't talked to him in a really long time, but I hope you're doing well. Um, <laughs> he was the one that put me on Brockhampton. Um, and he put a, like a lot of my friends on Brockhampton. He was like, yo, this boy band is like, they just dropped like this really good album and everyone's sleeping on it. And I slept on, uh, the first saturation and then I slept on the second saturation and I didn't even give him a listen until sat three. Mm -hmm. So I was late to the party, but, um, just in time though, then I went, I went back though. And I listened to everything. Cause I was like, yo, this is like actually really cool. And like interesting. I listened to everything and immediately they just became one of my favorite bands to ever exist. I mean, the music is just like 
groundbreaking and it speaks for itself it too. totally is yeah. it's just different than anything else yeah and i know that like what was one of the things that we actually bonded over initially was just both of our love i'm, I'm a huge brock anthony stan as yeah. well like truthfully like that sweatshirt's ridiculously sick it's fucking crazy <laughs> thank you man um, i had to wear it today you had to this is the perfect situation yeah, to wear it. And i have then, so much merch too you know I and i want to like you know i think the thing that you were saying in there that was so amazing was the artistry of it mm -hmm. and just like how much the music speaks for itself but i want to ask you're now in la mm. you walk into an elevator and kevin abstracts there oh i want to ask what's the quote-unquote because you know what he does when yeah. he asks what you do, what what are you going to say about Zach Settle? When he asks what I do? Yeah, what do you do? Hmm. What's your elevator pitch, even if you're actually in an elevator? Dang. <laughs> wow. This is a really good question. Um, man, I would say with for Kevin, dude, it'd be so weird. He follows me on Twitter. So, like, I, maybe I start with that. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Know. Hey, you follow me on Twitter. No. <laughs> no. Um, what I would say about me, though, is I would say, like, um, I don't know. I would just say I'm an artist. Um and a lot of things, it's funny. I probably wouldn't, I honestly probably wouldn't pitch myself to him. I would just tell him thank you. Um, I but if think you that's had to all. pitch yourself If to I him. had to pitch yeah, myself exactly. to him. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Because okay, you're okay. not that type of guy no. being like, look <laughs> yeah. at me. I totally hear you on no, that. No, I'd yeah. just be like, thank you, bro, for making this music. Um, but no, if I had to pitch myself to him, though, I'd be like, uh, like, look, uh, I'm, an, I'm an artist. Uh, and I really see myself doing something with this music. Um, it's just uh yeah i would just be like listen to this <laughs> yeah i love that and that's like going back to let the music speak for itself uh-huh no i'd be like yeah. zach's fucking dope listen to his shit cool kids man stuck again it's <laughs> numerator i'm just starting naming your songs it's funny right it's funny that you say that though because the um it's so hard to like pitch myself and i think i'm still trying to figure out what i am and i think a lot of the times artists don't even really know their fans kind of decide it for them once they like really gather point, yeah. a lot of stuff and then you start really getting like get a good like brand going for yourself um but yeah like it's that'd be tricky though i wouldn't know what to say bro <laughs> i think it's like <laughs> i'd be like, dumbfounded it's, such a it's, it's a fun exercise yeah to think about but no and i agree man you're oh, like a really so tough you're a humble guy and like you know you're you're just like really authentic so i would imagine it would just like whatever you said i feel like would be great but you i know, hope so thank you for entertaining that um exercise of but course now, yeah, yeah. with that in mind now we know a little bit about you we know why you chose the album i'm gonna mm. look at the board okay i want you to do matchup number one sweet versus jello which one progresses and why jello is a really really great song but, but when it comes when it comes down to it, I mean, Sweet is just better. You know, I love Matt's verse on that song. Love Huskies, but I feel like a wolf. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like there's and that hook, the hook in Sweet. I mean, Kevin Abstract is like a hook master, but um, the hook in Sweet is so infectious. And I love how the song title, the hook is like twisting me up like licorice, yeah. and like how they just called it Sweet. Like I don't know, I really like that. And then Jello's hook though is just kind of more like. La -di -da -di -da -di -da. and it's just like it's still hard but i don't know i i really like the hook on sweet you know like it's tough when you get put in these situations like you really start thinking like you love both songs mm -hmm. but you know you make the choice were you were you surprised that sweet is number one or did it make sense to you did you think it would be number one i actually didn't think sweet would be number one um i forget which one you I said thought. i think you said junkie no i thought gummy was gonna be number one that makes sense Gummy's like one of my favorite songs off well, this shout out my uh, producer and dj ionius his, it's like his girlfriend's favorite song too oh really yeah, shout she out ionius she loves gummy <laughs> um, yeah dude i love gummy's crazy and i remember when they like 
well, when I watched the music video for the first time, um, I was just like, yo, this is like, this is crazy. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that was the music video where they had Amir with the llama or the alpaca. Yeah, and gummy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, we'll sure get to gummy. It. We'll get okay, to okay, gummy. Okay, sorry, no, sorry, you're sorry. Good. Dude, no, sorry. no, you're fine. I was just like, that's, first off, you're just showing how much you know about the album. Like, that. this is yeah, yeah. what I want. It's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, Sweet's going on, Matt. Please record that. Yeah, Sweet, 100%. Yeah, I, that's great answer. I, I mm -hmm. actually agree. Number two now, I want to do the next matchup is just Summer versus Swamp. Okay. I love... They're so different. See, like, with Sweet and Jello, like, they're both, like, bangers, so that, that was easy. But with Summer and Swamp, though, I mean, Summer, you have just a beautiful piano ballad played by Bareface, and, like, that's just such a vibe. And then Swamp, though. It's you know tough. what's crazy? I love Swamp, but I think I'm going to have to go with Summer just to keep Bareface in the conversation. <laughs> I mean, they end, they end every single concert with it. It's, like, it's such a powerful mm -hmm. and meaningful song i agree yeah 100 percent. i mean it's it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful song um i love i love swamp i love all the verses in swamp i think it's a great banger but um summer though i have some great memories because it was like one of my last i remember the summer before i actually went to school um me and like all my friends we kind of like split off you know because like that's what you do when you graduate high school you're all like leaving and I remember there's a video of us. It's like me and a few of my friends who I like used to make music with at the time. Um, we were like just it was a video of us just singing that song. And it was like the perfect like for some reason, it's just the perfect like end of summer this era. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, or like, yeah. yeah end of summer, like yeah. song. Um, and it's kind of like, OK, and we're like moving on to like better things. It's sentimental. So, the whole vibe of it is very sentimental. Yeah. I think that song will always have a special place in my uh, heart. So currently no reason. upsets. I agree. I would agree with that one and two are moving. OK. On. Sweet and summer. I agree with you. OK, yeah. cool. Now, you All know, right. I kind of want to take a break from the board. I want to ask, you know, some questions specifically about you. So, you know, it's true that you moved down here in 2023 20, in January. Yeah. From Renton, Washington. Yeah. Is it so like, well, when did you officially move down here? February or January? It was December. Okay, so nice. Of last year, but it was like December like 29th. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's like around <laughs> it doesn't that time. really count. Yeah, it was right after Christmas. You know, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I wanted to ask, so I want to do a little bit of a role reversal. Imagine that okay. I am moving from LA to Renton. Okay. What would you say are some of the restaurants, nightlife activities, and or hotspots that I should go to to really understand the vibe and the culture of Renton? Oh my gosh. I almost wore my Doofers hat. So Doofers is a bar and grill. It's in Renton, Washington. That's a staple. Like my parents went there growing up. It's a dive bar, but there's a lot of dive bars in Renton. That's just kind of a thing. Love that. Um, but yeah, dude, Doofers Bar and Grill. Um, Azelle's uh, Fried Chicken is like some of the best chicken Love in the world. Um, Chuck's Donuts is actually a staple in Renton, Washington. People, they open at 3 a.m., so when Love I was in that. high school, yeah. So when I when I was in high school, my friends and I would stay up until three a.m. on whatever day it was. They're closed on Sunday, so on Friday nights we like stay up till three a.m. And dude, the donuts are literally hot. So like, you like watch them take the donuts out of the oven and then put like the maple. The maple bars are like the best thing they have there. You, like watch them like put the maple bar like or like the maple whatever you call it, frosting, like on the donuts and you eat your donut and it's crazy. Like it's like <laughs> heavenly. It just like melts in your mouth. It's actually unbelievable. Um, but yeah, Chuck's Donuts for sure. Um, 
and then uh teriyaki spot kami teriyaki mm-hmm. it's right next to doofers um and then another bar actually if you want to check it out too if you're gonna go um is the pickled onion i actually worked there um, oh shout out pickled onion that's awesome yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i bartended at the pickled onion uh in in renton uh how long do you bartend there um like six months yeah basically like six months mm-hmm. yeah when you were in renton were you playing shows there <laughs> no oh really is another no, no like, music? the music scene in uh seattle but especially renton my god <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's like a lot of it's just like cover bands and they're course, like yeah. all old dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not like there's when I think about it, like there's a lot of talent in Renton. There always has been like, I mean, I grew up with a lot of people who made music and we were all like talented in our own ways. But as far as like venues and shows go and stuff like that, I mean, that's all up north in Seattle. Um, but even when that stuff would happen, though, it's not like this here. It doesn't happen nearly as much. There's not enough. Or not as many venues. Um, yeah, it's very different. The music scene is a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, yeah, I think well, just, you know, there's like there's so many things that you know each city is individual about. Music just so happens to be LA's massive thing. And then I actually want to make it a little bit micro. If I'm in Renton for one hour, should I go to the Amazon Spheres, the Jimi Hendrix Museum, or Antiques for You? Antiques for you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said the Amazon Spheres? Spheres, the Jimi Hendrix Museum. I would go to the Jimi Hendrix Museum. Why? Why would you want me to go to the Jimi Hendrix Museum? Just because it's sick. I mean, like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. It's funny though. Jimi Hendrix uh, has a memorial in Renton mm-hmm. uh, at the cemetery on Fourth, and um, I've been there a couple times, and it's really cool. There's like guitars and stuff there, but yeah, his memorial is really cool. Um, a lot of people like just think it's really cool. I heard he's not actually buried there anymore because people were like. I saw that the grave. Yeah, I thought they. I saw it was like one of the places to go to in Renton was his grave. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of weird though, because it's like go to Renton, like go to a cemetery. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, no, definitely though. Like anything. I mean, that's uh, I mean, it's music related, and Jimi Hendrix is like one of the greatest artists to ever do it. Seriously, too. amazing. Um, so yeah, awesome. Well, shout out Renton. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, I definitely want to go there one day, and I kind of want to keep with the vibe of just the origin story of you know when you were younger in Renton. So is it true that? In middle school, you were in a rap group. You guys created an album, and then you got sent to the principal's office because of the album. So, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> so, this wasn't, it actually wasn't in middle school. It was in high school. Got it. Um, I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. But, yeah, my buddies and I, we made an album. We, we were really big Brockhampton fans. We wanted to make something exactly like it. So, it was uh, my friends. It was me, uh, my friend Sam Coulon, um, my friend Jack. Nick and Shane. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Um, what was we had a couple of, other friends. What was that the were, name of the group? Sorry. The group. The group's name was. Um, I want to say scenery or okay. scene, but I can't. We. I don't think we ever could decide because <laughs> it was like <laughs> it's scene, a great start to the group. The <laughs> album was called Scenery. The, I'm pretty sure the group was called Scene, um, like S C E N E. But yeah, we made an album that was basically exactly like a Brockhampton album. Had a bunch of like weird like alternative beats. Um, we were all like rapping on it and then we had like a couple like singing songs but uh yeah the reason why uh, we got sent to the principal's office it was crazy we like all we went to school it was like any other day we had dropped the album and we caused some buzz in the school so like there was a lot of people um 
they were talking about our music and stuff and like teachers were starting to talk to us about it and stuff because they heard some of the lyrics and they didn't approve of them <laughs> so <laughs> like so the teachers dude it got to the point where like some teachers would like it never happened to me personally a couple of my friends though like got pulled like pulled aside after class the teachers like were like hey like i listened to your album you shouldn't be saying that stuff <laughs> like shit like that was it was the, was the material what what was it like i'm never gonna have to like oh yeah it. yeah um i mean so they're just like really were you guys like talking about like just drugs and stuff or like yeah i mean like drugs alcohol like yeah. um sex there was definitely like some uh i mean we we're just like young and dumb yeah so there's definitely yeah. some talk like um some like bad stuff about like women and stuff but like but just like but part not of the like, culture yeah yeah ex yeah like nothing like Nothing like super terrible though. Like not, that wasn't like odd future. It was just like profanity. Like it was just like profanity and stuff. Yeah. I think was their main concern, and they were like, "This is like terrible or whatever." But we just thought it was funny and it was fun for mm. us to make. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, though, so we go to school. It's like a normal day, and um, all of a sudden, someone comes in the class. I'm like sitting in class, and I get like a note, and I look at it, and it's like has the principal's name on it, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like here we go. And so, like, it's, like, go to the office, like, ASAP immediately. It's, like, checked on, like, the note. And I'm, like, okay, all right. So, like, I get up and I go and I'm, like, I know exactly what this is about. <laughs> and so, like, I remember walking in there. And so they didn't actually call us all in at the same time. They called us all in individually. So I had no idea. It was a classic. I had no idea that it was going to yeah. happen. And so we all, like, go into the – or, well, I go into the principal's office alone. And then the lady starts questioning me and she's, like, like some of these songs are like so like bad like you need to take this down but they couldn't like make us take it down because like it, it was like we just put it on soundcloud like anyone could put anything on soundcloud they yeah. can't force us to do anything um <clears throat> but we basically i remember it was like the talk of the like whole school that day because at lunchtime um all of us or like everyone who had that lunch, there was like two lunches. Um, but everyone who had that lunchtime, I remember we all got together and we were like, did you get sent to the principal, like the principal's <laughs> office? It was like the Spider-Man meme. It was like, did, yeah, you, did you, did you? And so like, we all got sent to the principal's office and we were like, like, fuck, like, all right. So we decided to um, just, we decided to take the album down for the time being. It was only a couple months until we graduated. So we just took it down for the time being. We still had all the files on Google Drive and stuff. So we were still like playing it. Anyone who wanted it, we would like send it to them or whatever. But it just wasn't on like the accessible internet mm -hmm. um, anymore. So we did that for a couple months. And then the day we graduated, we just put it back on SoundCloud. We just made exactly. it public again. So. Yeah, I it's mean, like you was... know, kind of like all press is good press. Everyone then was talking about you guys. I know, they did yeah, you guys such a favor. I know, yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it's like that's like the greatest. That's like you know, like that's like half of Odd Futures marketing. Yeah, dude. Was how people yeah. upset, how upset they were about yeah, it. Yeah, seriously, it was um, it was a crazy time when I think about it now. But it was fun, and yeah, I did get a lot of people talking about our music, mm -hmm. whether it was in a like good way or a bad way. Some of the stuff I personally said nothing on that record that I regret. But man, when I like listen back to some of the stuff like the main reason they called us in was because uh like we'd like name dropped a couple of teachers names god that makes <laughs> so, sense yeah so that, you know <laughs> so i mean that's the main reason they called it's, us that's in honestly the so hard. Office. that's so hard though um like just yeah up by name. no yeah it was like bro it was like like yo man you know there was this there I was this one teacher notes. that like uh was like riding around in his golf cart all the time 
and I'm pretty sure my <laughs> friend Jack said something like, she writing me like a uh, teacher's name on his golf cart or whatever. <laughs> and then like my other, my other friend, so my other friend had a bar that was like, uh, um, like Miss uh, Music Teacher's Name, like insert music teacher's name. Uh, I'm gonna make a bitch sing or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, bro. So like, I never said anything personally that I like would take back on those records. Um, except for just like bad bars that like were not good, but um, yeah, like standby those ones though. I was like, yeah, like we probably shouldn't have done that, but it was like just young and like in high school, so yeah. we didn't really care. It's tough, you know, because in my opinion, it's like you know, one, you want to enable this creative and you know positive outlet for you guys. I think it's better than you guys doing drugs or drinking and just like mm -hmm. having that outlet is really powerful. So, I, but I could understand where they're coming from. Hopefully, I wish they would have massaged it maybe a little bit to enable you to continue, but at the same time, maybe, because um, I do think it's important at that young age to understand what you can and can't say. So like, I understand both yeah, perspectives on it, but also the censoring. Yeah. And then really quick, Me so now too. that you're like a, you know, you're a solo artist, what do you think are both the benefits of being in a rap group and then the negatives of being in a rap group? And like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, positives, it's so easy to finish songs. <laughs> it's so Dude, true. It's you like, just make- You need like one verse. You make, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally like, I mean, imagine five dudes like sitting in a room and like a beat is playing. Everyone writes a verse in like 20 or 30 minutes. They all record it. The song could be done in like an hour and a half. Like, and then you just go on to the next one. So like, it was so easy to write songs and we just picked the best of everything. Like I would oftentimes, I relate to Kevin Abstract a lot because I would like write a lot of the hooks and stuff. And my friends were like, bro, you're like a hook God. And I was like, <laughs> bro, I'm just like writing like shit that like Kevin Abstract would say, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how you do it in the beginning though. You emulate the people that you love. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I've a hundred percent like emulate Brockhampton to this day in my music. But yeah, um, it was so easy to finish songs back then though. Like just cause there were so many people on one song. Um, and also there's like some like camaraderie around it. Um, we never had any performances or anything, but like we did I have a- I would love to have seen one of those. Oh my day. God, yeah. <laughs> That would sick, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, we did have, we had a release party one time, which was really fun. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I need no, you're good, man. I mean, having a release party Pause. at that age is definitely a, just, it's hard to have a release party at my age. So, <laughs> so really great job <clears throat> putting that together. <laughs> And I think it's so true what you're saying about um, just it's easier to create songs because, like, you know, we both know how, you know, one, when you're perfectionist, how long it takes yeah. to finish a song. And then when it's just like one of you, you know, to finish a song. But you were saying that so you guys used to do release parties. So we had. Yeah, we had a we had a release party. It, the cool thing about it. The other cool thing that was about it was like the camaraderie. So like we had a release party and like a bunch of people came over and we like all listened to the album and stuff in my backyard in my house. And that was really fun. It was like a really good time. I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just like something cool about like, yeah, like those are my friends. And like we make this, like we make songs together. Totally. So like, it's just, there's always been something cool about that though yeah. too. Because um, I don't know if you're going to ask me about it, but maybe I'll refrain from talking about it. But yeah, there's cool stuff with making music with friends. Mm -hmm. um, 100%. But yeah, making music when you're uh, alone, though, is definitely a lot more difficult. But on the bright side, when you work, alone like yeah the hard the songs are gonna take longer to make because you have to fill it with more bars and more like vocals and stuff like that but um you have full creative control there's no one else saying like we should do this we should do that like you decide everything um and sometimes now it's a little bit hard because like i don't know I, I can be a little bit selfish um 
sometimes now like if i'm working with another artist i have to be like no like this is a collaborative project zach like <laughs> you can't like you can't control everything so just like let it flow like we'll just see what happens um so yeah it's just it's a little bit hard to navigate that definitely but i think also having that dialogue in your head one there's self-awareness but like two it's like you know you know we're working on a track together i would mm -hmm. want someone that is overly invested in the track instead of being like yeah, I'm just did my stuff and I'm gone. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like having that Absolutely. balance of being like, okay, like I have to be open, but at the same time, coming from the other's perspective, it's nice to have someone invested in the song. So I think that's really great. Mm -hmm. And then um, also, so kind of like sticking on now that like you know you go from the group solo act. I want to talk about. So on your Instagram, you're kind of breaking down. You did a really great breakdown of how you made how you created the cover art for mm -hmm. Cool Kids. So so to me in that video, it kind of showed that you were a visual artist. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 The cover art for Cool Kids. Exactly. So you're Sorry, really a visual artist. So I wanted to it. ask you, what's your opinion on, you know, how important is a good cover art for the long, for the long term success of a song? And what are some of your favorite cover arts of all time? Wow, that's such a good question. Actually, oh my goodness, um, cover artworks are super important. Um, when you, yeah, I, it's so funny you say that too, because I feel like I suck at cover art. I Dude, no, you're great at them. I love your <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, I'm working on it. But yeah, like um, visually, though, it's always tough for me. I love using photographs. Um, graphic design isn't really my thing. Um, if I am going to have like a designed uh, artwork, it's going to be like done by somebody else. Um, but yeah, like uh, when I think of like some of my favorite, uh, at least photographed album covers like to pimp a butterfly Amazing. easily uh good kid mad city with the van i know i'm just thinking of kendrick records right now. <laughs> yeah i was like uh, the, dude, he's, graphic design one that's really cool is tame impala's uh currents really that one's, good like i love that one because like that i mean that whole project too is like just so wavy and it's just it's perfect it's literally like, it's yeah completely literally just perfect um but yeah i'm just trying to think of more that come to mind um Brockhampton has a couple weird ones actually too. Kind of fits their music. Yeah, I know. Like I'm thinking about like the crazy. iridescence cover. That one's crazy. <laughs> the iridescence cover with the pregnant uh, woman. Yeah. That one's crazy. And but, like, and the colors they use though are so amazing though on that art. Like it's amazing. It's crazy. So yeah, the reason why I ask is because like I feel like when albums are being discussed as classics, mm -hmm. when someone says the name of an album, the image of it is like instantly in your head, and I feel like yeah. that image is so important. Oh, 100 percent. Like you, you know. know I was just thinking about someone who's really good at making like their imagery so <laughs> at times controversial but really good though also is Drake. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my Drake, god, that's all a really of Drake's great cover arts. Like think about like Take Care, nothing was the same. Like views, um her loss. Her loss, bro. Like, <laughs> Wait, well, like dude, certified lover boy. Certified lover CLB is like, bro, what, what? even is this like? I, I totally agree. So, yeah, no, but He's so good at it, though, because he's Amazing. like, I know it's going to get people talking. Like, if 100%. I do this, like, I know people are going to talk about it. Like, for CLBs, like, if I do this, I know people are going to talk about it. <laughs> and, like, even when he does simple ones, like, for the honestly never mind one, it's just, like, some, like, you know. Extravagant It's, like, font. a typographic poster. Um, but it looks really cool. And, like, it's just effective. Like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks sick. Like, I want to listen to this. Mm -hmm. and, like, even for her loss, it's like, this is weird, but, like, I want to listen to it now. Like, exactly. I wonder what this is. So, I think it's super important. Um, and it does like definitely enhance the album a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree with your answers. First of all, like the certified lover boy is crazy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I love it. Crazy. And then, you know, kind of going back to just albums in general, I want to go back to the board. Okay. So let's finish off the first round. First matchup, I want you to do Tokyo versus queer. 
I love, man, I love both of these songs, but the one that I go back to more is probably Queer. I love Queer. The, like, dude, the instrumental on that song is fucking insane. Insane. And that just, the way it starts too with like the, like, I don't know, I don't even know what that like sound is. It's almost like a record scratch or something, Mm -hmm. but it's so addicting to just listen to. And then also, uh, I'm a sucker for a good beat switch. And Queer has, like, one of the best beat switches when, like, so Kevin comes in and he starts singing. And then it just goes right back to Matt being like, don't go running your, your mouth. mouth. Don't go running your mouth. Like, like dogs barking. Or, like, there's, like, dogs yeah, barking. No, yeah, I know. Like, it's crazy. Woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. There's so much energy around that song. And I love it. But I also love Joba's part on Tokyo. Oh, my God. So, so much. Um, it's going to Queer. But, like, I got to give Tokyo its respect, though, too. Because, like, that whole that whole first verse by um, – that whole first verse by – Joba is like amazing and then Kevin also has an incredible hook on that song but I'm still going queer because I love that song mm-hmm. so yeah definitely that one to me that's the hardest matchup maybe <clears throat> in round one that like when I was looking at these I think I love those songs maybe the two most close in that really so, the next one's my the, no the, the yeah so let's go to the next one actually okay. gummy versus junkie dude this is so, this sucks so much for me this is pain <laughs> this is pain so we do it man we want you to these suffer. are like my two favorite songs from the album so and of course put them up against each other so. how to do it <clears throat> um i think okay what i will say is the beats for both of these songs are disgusting um and Ridiculous. everybody everybody goes crazy but um the lyrical content of junkie is significantly more important to brockhampton's discography which is why i'm gonna say it's the winner for this one um junkie has a lot of things there's just a lot of moments in that song um, where you can really pick apart and dissect like every single member's verse in Junkie is just like, I mean, you can dive into it and just get something out of it. Like from how Kevin starts it to how Dom finishes it. Like um, it's just, it's an incredible track. And I love Gummy though too. Like I'm giving Gummy its respect because that's like one of the hardest Brockhampton songs. Um and it's just, I mean, it's an amazing song. It's an amazing intro to the album. Dude, it's perfect, perfect intro. I've been so obsessed with, like, the way that this album flows from top to bottom. The way that it starts is so cool with, like, that sample with, like, like the strings and, like, the harp and everything. It's, like, beautiful. And then it's, like, the... And then it just goes crazy. It perfectly embodies what the group is. Uh-huh. And how it kind of hits you with those, you know, like, left hooks. And I want to ask because... The reason why Junkie is so amazing, in my opinion, I agree, is how strong each verse is. What's your favorite verse on that song? Mm. <clears throat> I love. It's probably this thing. I gotta think really fast. It's really so. We tough. have Kevin's t- like Kevin's first verse where he's like, "Why you rap? Why you always rap about being gay?" Yeah, I love that verse. So sick. It's such a unique perspective in hip hop. Yeah, hundred like, percent needs to be there. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does need to be there, and like he said it before too and it's like his i mean his existence is just like i mean it's it's awesome like the, yeah, the he, fact he, that he, he makes them he matters most to the culture i do the most yeah. to the culture by just existing by just existing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like, that's so hard yeah i know it's a yeah it's amazing but also i really love i really love matt's verse on junkie too so good because uh i mean i just love how he talks about um I think this is the song where he talks yeah. about his mom. He talks about, obviously he talks about respecting women near the end of the song, which is something that like is like super near and dear to my heart. Um, and also 
he does talk about he talks his about mom. he talks about his mom and like drinking and like i didn't relate to that necessarily like with my like i mean my parents aren't alcoholics but like they do definitely like to drink and, yeah like, yeah um inappropriate way yeah. and yeah and in college like i would like drink a lot and stuff so like uh i don't know man it's, it's so hard it's so tough man. between between kevin and between kevin and matt i don't know it's a tie it's a yeah. two-way tie between kevin and matt and um compliments to merlin's verse in that song too it just makes me scream in the car when i listen to it <laughs> and then also dom's verse at the end makes oh me feel God. like eminem when i'm like he's just spitting it he's the, the best end. technical rapper yeah absolutely by far. And he's supposed to drop an album soon i can't wait yeah, he I was supposed was... to drop it last month but it got pushed back due to sample well i can't clearance. wait dude to me too in. i'm yeah. actually gonna yeah you, i think it's like it's a, and like speaking of you know dom's technical ability he's an incredible lyricist mm -hmm. i actually now want to go to the next section of the interview okay which is i want you to explain that bar so what we did is okay. zach actually sent me the lyrics to his new song stuck again which he'll be performing in a little bit my team and i have chosen three different lyrics that we want to break down three incredible lyrics and i think it's just important for the fans to you know peer back the curtain and kind of understand you know why you said that so okay cool the first nice. line i really loved was i loved them all mm -hmm. but the ones i chose but I didn't listen to a thing. I'll escape if I can sing. Maybe I'll feel better after a few songs. Oh my gosh, yeah. So music is just therapy. Like music has always been therapy and like therapeutic for me uh, ever since like I was a kid. But yeah, like, I mean, the song is about anxiety and like just feeling like overwhelmed by your own thoughts. And uh, listening to music oftentimes is, I use it personally to escape like my own problems and whatever I'm like dealing with. So. That's me basically saying I'm going to listen to a couple songs and try to like push these thoughts out of my head as if like they don't matter when they end up creeping on me again after trying to listen to music is like they just come back in right afterwards. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's like, but yeah, music is therapeutic for me. So it's, it such a, it's such a relatable sentiment. I think that we all really have. And I think it's cool for people to understand like musicians are the same way. And like a lot of our times, you know, you could probably relate to this when you write something, it is even more therapeutic than like listening to something. Yeah. And we are offered that yeah. opportunity, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. 100%. Awesome. And then, so the next bar, that was a great answer. Yeah. So I slip away for a second till you stop me. Your squad of bad thoughts busted in like a, like the SWAT team. Yeah, dude. Sometimes that's what it feels like. Yeah. It just sometimes. So that's like, yeah, I mean, that's the line that follows the last one. So, yeah, I mean, it's just basically being like, I'm going to try and distract myself from you for a second. And then it's like it's like holy shit okay you're back like okay fine like i'll deal with you or like i'll try to um but yeah i mean sometimes that's what it feels like when your thoughts like like negatively affect how you're feeling sometimes it feels like a swat team is like <laughs> like you're getting swatted like exactly you have no choice and they're just it is very intrusive yeah that's, that's a good way of saying 100 yeah it is intrusive absolutely and you know what's really great is so as as a fan of your music so when mm -hmm. you're saying that the style of music and like the vibe of it right now is the introspection a really big part of this new album yeah absolutely um just thinking about where i came from where i want to go and really just reflecting on my life choices um and just thinking about i've like it's crazy because i've just been through like so much i've just really like the, the last ever since i moved here pretty much like i've just been really um, learning a lot about myself and uh, learning about what's important in life. And man, there's so much stuff like I just I'm excited to talk about and stuff. But yeah, like introspection is 
always been huge in my music and it will continue to be in the album too well that's amazing to hear so, yeah. and then finally i want to do my my favorite this is, this is such a good line What's stomach turning stomach turning as i'm overcome with the amounts of everything in the world that could possibly bring me down not even some strict parents could find a way to ground me oh yeah dude so oh my gosh it's crazy that's a bar, by the way. That's thank so, you. It's a, it's a great line. When we were when we were going <laughs> through the you. song, we loved that. Dope. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we were like we were good. We were like this fucking awesome. Not even some strict parents could find a way to ground me. Yeah, I do. I love that line. I think it's really cool, um, <clears throat> in the sense that yeah, like uh, grounding techniques. I learned a lot of grounding techniques um, from when I started like meditating and stuff. But I mean, mainly from uh, my girlfriend Elena. She taught me a lot of grounding techniques. Um, when we were going to school and stuff, she just like taught me like like smell like what do you smell like what do you like taste like like I forget what the other ones are. It's like count like it's like three things you can like feel at the moment like at this current moment. But yeah, when you're like when you're in your own head and you start to get like really anxious and stuff, um, you can drift off to other places. And um, yeah, I'm thankful for her just because she she helped me. Uh, learn some techniques to try and ground myself but sometimes it's really hard to ground yourself and um yeah i just thought it'd be funny to bring in like i was like what's another way you can get grounded and then i was like <laughs> oh yeah like literally if you have like, you have, like yeah. strict parents like they would ground you so i was like oh that's funny i love that so I was just yeah it's a little bit of comedy in such a serious song mm -hmm. you know yeah i think it's important yeah. also to have those like the duality of it Absolutely. And it works very well. So shout out Lana, she's awesome. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is. You know, she, and then speaking of just the consistencies with the song, we're talking about introspection. So I saw that you recently tweeted how you're excited that smaller artists are going back to releasing albums instead of just singles. Yeah. So in your opinion, what are <clears> both? Why do you think that is happening, and why do you see it as a benefit? You know what I think happened. I think the music industry is at a crazy place right now. Um, and it was even like a few years ago, because anybody who's like anybody who's trying to get started in music is going to like go on YouTube and look up like how to market my music, like how to promote my music, blah, blah, blah. And everyone on the Internet, you know what they say? They say, drop a single every two weeks, drop a single every four weeks. And it's so impossible to do that. Like I tried it. It is so hard. It's like, a, yeah, totally it's, it's easy to drop a song. It's hard to drop a good song every four weeks. Like if you can do that, like props to you, but it was not for me. Um, and I don't think it's for a lot of people. I've always released bodies of work. Um, when I was like, I mean, before I started putting, or before I started releasing music under like Zach Settle, I had like five albums out on Spotify. I was like just pumping out music like crazy when I was in college and stuff. And, um, but I loved like making bodies of work because I think sequencing is really important. And if you only make singles and they're like half-heartedly made, at least personally, when I was trying to do like the single a month thing, like I ended up just like looking back on some of the songs I made and just being like, dang, like I'm not really like proud of these. And then like I look at the ones like in my unreleased folder like on my laptop and i'd be like i love these songs yeah. <laughs> and i'm like i'm like dang it bro like why am i trying to make like poppy like it's hard too because when you go for when you make a single you want to make it like uh catchy and like most of the time it's like you want it to be like an anthem um when you're making an album you're not focused really on that you're just focused on like you and like how you feel and so i really like I like making albums way more than I like making singles just because when, when I make singles, it feels like it's not about the music anymore. I feel like it's um, a lot more about like the marketing, like how can we market this? Who's going to listen to this mm -hmm. instead of like 
<clears throat> how good is this? Like, um, how pure am I? Like, how how does this like really sound to me? Do I really love this? Am I really proud of this? Mm-hmm. At least I don't know. That's how that's how I feel about it. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I totally agree. I'm also I love I I want to be an album artist as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's like completely important. I love that you before we're talking about the sequencing of saturation too. Yeah. And again, you're talking about sequencing because that truly is an art being able to tell if it's a linear narrative, if it's just like kind of a loose narrative, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, communicate a vibe and a message through the track list is very important. And I want to ask, you brought up to be a butterfly in Good Kid Mad City. Is there a concept mm-hmm. album in the future that you would like to make? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you yeah, want to share. I right actually, now, but... no, yeah, yeah. I actually had, I actually came up with an idea a few months ago, but um, I think it's just gonna take a lot of, it would take a lot of work. The problem with making a concept album is that it's really hard for me personally to make it not like corny with like skits and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, cause I'm like talking to my friends. I'm like, can you like record you like saying like, let's get in the car or like whatever. And it's like, nah, this is same a, thing. It's like, oh, this is corny now. This is corny. Um, but yeah, like uh, even with, with an album that I made with my friends in college, I think it, it's kind of a, it's kind of, it's called, we just called it Pullman cause that's where we went to college. But um, it's kind of a concept album. It's just about like living in Pullman, what life was like, but we did have a couple skits in there. They were pretty funny, um, but it's not like a fully fledged concept album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do have an idea. I just think it would take a lot of a lot of work and a lot of um, collaboration with people who know what they're doing yeah. <laughs> to make it happen. So. Yeah. It's also a lot of intent. Like there has to be, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be doing it with intent and there has to be, you know, a pattern or that you're creating or just kind of like a roadmap. So, yeah, I would lo- I would love to see that out of you. Definitely. Because I think that's. um. Yeah, I think you're capable of it, and I think it would be awesome to see. So thanks, man. I would, I would love that. to see you like make something like that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of am with cool. my new thing. Like you know, time is on our side. Is uh, it's the first of a trilogy. Oh and, really? Yeah, it's no like a shit. whole. I'm, I can tell you later. Okay. Yeah. When it's not my interview, when it's my interview, bitch. No, yeah, I know, right? No, no, we'll uh, have to. We'll switch seats. <laughs> exactly. And then we can do it. I'm gonna have Zach do the uh, inevitable episode for me. I, I would actually very much trust you to do mm. this. You would be mm. great at this. Awesome. So thank you for doing that. Now we're gonna go into the semifinals. So for the semifinals, semifinals. Matt, could you please tell me what the first matchup would be? First matchup is gonna be sweet versus queer. Thank you, Matt. Awesome. Getting Dude, tougher, man. I know. This just got so hard. It's gonna get what? so stressful right now, man. Okay. Dude. <laughs> This is the hardest thing know, I've dude. ever done. By the okay. way, it's the by the way, it's the uh, premise of the show. Yeah, like, I know. you know. <laughs> I want you I want yeah. you to really sweat and I really yeah. want you to feel Okay. Nice. Uh man, I know it's like my life depends on it right now. Kind of um, does. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna <laughs> pick queer still. Actually oversweet. Do we disagree yet? Um it's not my list. Uh no, I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Why do you can you break down? Um, Obviously you've spoken about both songs. Yeah. You know, it's it's so funny. Now I want you to almost think like a like a your GM of sports team, like, why do you think that's a stronger song? I think only Brockhampton could make queer. And I think, like, Sweet has a catchy hook. It has a lot of, like, really dope verses. But, um, yeah, I think queer is such a unique song. I love that answer, um, by the way. And thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, was, I was just, yeah. I, I think it's, I just feel like they are the only ones who could make that song. I don't think there's anybody else that could make that song. And title it that and have it, like, work. Um, for them so yeah I mean that's pretty much it but yeah I like the songs equally I think mm-hmm. they're great songs yeah but yeah I'm going with queer though 
And then so, before we go on to the next one, I'm going to hit you with an even harder question. Could you please oh rank boy. for me the vocalists in your mind of Rockhampton? No, really? Yeah, we got to do it. Are we including Jabari? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's later on. But and look, this is just okay. your opinion. You're not saying like who's better. Yeah. Just for you. Um, <laughs> well, you just go, no, really? Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, and this you is know just what? your opinion. We'll do, okay. I, it'll probably be easier if I start at the top. I'll just do the top three. You don't do everyone. Who are your three favorites? Let's do that. Kevin's definitely in the top three. Uh, Matt's in my top three. Let's just actually I can do all of them. Let's just do it. Whatever. Yeah. I would go Kevin. Kevin, Matt, Dom. Okay, those are my big three. Uh, and Same then effect. probably. Man, after that, I guess I'll go. I'll go Amir, Merlin, uh, Jabari. Oh wait, no. Amir. Bareface. We'll go Amir, Bareface, Merlin. Jabari, I think Jabari's like Jabari's cool, but I just think he's the least like talented. He's really good at making beats. Yeah, he made the beats for Heat, um, and a couple other ones. I think he also did Star. Oh yeah, he did Heat. I think it was Heat Golden Star. That's crazy. That's a crazy run. Yeah, yeah. The story behind that's really funny too. He like almost got kicked out of the group, and then he sent in those beats, and then they're like, "Okay, you can come back." Was <laughs> <laughs> he just not making music for them? Yeah, no, he was. Uh, they were. They had like. A massive amount of people that they had like kind of like audition and he like didn't get a call back he basically didn't get put in the next group chat when they dwindled the numbers down even more oh wow and so he sent uh i think kevin was like the ringleader so like he like sent kevin those beats and then he like added Jabari to the conversation <laughs> that's <laughs> it was great, kind of a man. funny story that was but... a good that's a good move off of them those are some incredible beats but yeah um then... but yeah the yeah kevin matt kevin matt dom those are my top three mm -hmm. for sure i agree i think I think it's for every single. I think they're all incredibly talented. I think it's just like it's mm -hmm. your preference and like you know, makes sense. I love yeah. lyrics. Dom is probably my number one. Mm -hmm. and just you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. Also, so the final of the semifinals. That's not a great way to say that. So the second round of the semifinals, it is going to be Summer versus Chunky. It's so crazy because these songs are really actually different. Like before, we did Summer and Swamp, and that was like, oh yeah, these songs are like. These are like different vibes, but like now we're going from like <laughs> screaming in my car, like because like in like a like angry, like fierce mood to like I'm like crying, like sentimental, like it's like but like happy. So I don't really know. I mean, these songs are both beautiful, but I got to go with Junkie just because um, I mean, Summer is just bareface and mm -hmm. Junkie has way more way more people on it. It's more mm -hmm. fun to listen to, I think. Um yeah, I'm going with Junkie, 100%. And then really quick, so I'm guessing Saturation 2 is on top. How do the other two albums go for you? Where would you rank them? I'm going to go, you know what's funny is like, it's always changing <laughs> for me. Um, for a long time, it was Saturation 2 or Saturation 3. Like a couple of years ago, I, Saturation 3 was my favorite. And then it like went back to 2 and... Now it's staying too as like I listen to them more. Um, I think one, I think the first saturation has some good songs, but it kind of just like set the foundation for everything. It has some great songs. I mean, I've tat like I have a tattoo of like the lyrics for Milk on my arm. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hell yeah. It just says I gotta get better at being me on my arm. Yeah, but, yeah, it's um, great lyric. But yeah, I love that lyric. I was like, this is so cool. Um, and so I just got it. But uh, but I don't know. Like as a as a whole, though, like, Saturation 1, I don't think it's nearly as good as Saturation 2 and 3 and how it's just, like, bang, 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 in your face the entire time. Like, there's no, 
slowing down there's no letting up i think like the songs just like flow really well together in saturation two and saturation three but if i had to rank them i'd probably go uh two and three <laughs> tied for number one yeah <laughs> and then uh i guess for the purpose of this show we'll do saturation two and then saturation three, three. and then one that makes sense but yeah so two three one yeah i feel yeah. like it's just the fact that they were able to release three classic albums in one year is the that's insane it's, it's amazing yeah i can't even like you know i try and make two good songs in like a year yeah i know <laughs> they do, they do like a whole thing so we're living in the right timeline though, exactly we, literally got that. that's a good one so, that's like the canon yeah. event of them getting together yeah, seriously. um and then awesome and but, you yeah. know i think it's great that we're able to you know dissect your favorite album but again the number one reason that we're here is because of you your incredible music what and just, just with that in mind i think it's really important i always want to give the artist a platform to share either what they just released or what they're about to release so i would love for you to <clears throat> perform a verse and hook off of your new song stuck again if that'd be that's i would love to do that yeah yeah yeah. for sure yeah for sure yeah 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 that's good i can hear it are we going right now i think we are hot 97 i know right (laughs) this is stuck again i'm call west radio yeah yeah stuck in the same place Always running away from something My biggest fear when I look back at it Oh, I'm nothing Nothing at all I just wanna be something I just wanna be something But I'm stuck down I am always in my head I can't relax I'm way too stressed I'm stuck again I'm stuck again Maybe it'll go away if I just lay in my bed I can't relax, I'm way too stressed I'm stuck again, I'm stuck again Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah Gotta get up out of my head so let's get a move on I know you're trying to tell me everything I do wrong But I ain't listen to a thing, I'll escape if I can sing Maybe I'll feel better after a few songs So I slip away for a second till you stop me It's quite a bad thoughts busting in like the SWAT team I'm really getting tired of the way that you got me going I lose grip, slipping right off the balcony uh-huh. And now my vision getting cloudy Stomach turning as I'm overcome with a mouse Of everything in the world that could possibly bring me down Not even some strict parents could find a way to ground me but me and you like glue Velcro wasn't strong enough to hold us too Unfortunately, I'll be getting used to you Even though you don't tell me the truth And I guess we're stuck in the same place Always running away from something My biggest fear when I look back at it Oh, I'm nothing Nothing at all I just wanna be something We just wanna be something Oh yeah, oh yeah I'm down, I am always in my head I'm stuck again, I'm stuck again Maybe it'll go away if I just lay in my bed Yeah, I'm stuck again, I'm stuck again That's pretty much it Oh my god By the way, you sound incredible Really? In those headphones, that sounded amazing Thanks, dude dude, I don't know if you can hear it Dude, (laughs) when you run back the tape, the... The faces that I'm making could be memes. No, of bro. How, <laughs> of how excited I am. I was for, looking over at your face and you're like, dude, it was like, that was incredible, man. I think Thank that, you. like, you know, it, it's so cool to say that, like, my my producer, Ionius, was just saying before how great you sounded live. 
oh. and how amazing this translated here. And I think that's such a valuable skill mm -hmm. that I hope people can take away from this. Like Zach came in and performed the song better maybe or just as good as the studio version. That's incredible. Thank you for doing that. That was such an awesome fucking moment. I'm, Thank you, dude. That was really fun. Yeah, that was super sick. And then finally, man, to end it all, what's the finals? Who wins between Queer and Junkie? You know, I've been thinking a lot about this. Have you? I came in here thinking. I'm happy you were thinking before this. <laughs> <laughs> I, came, I came in here thinking it was going to be Junkie all the way. Dude. It's so crazy, actually, because these two songs are, like, amazing. Like, these are, like, top, you know, like, top five. And, like, their whole discography to me. Um, man, I really love Queer. I think it's a great song. I'm still going with Junkie, though. I'm Boom! still I'm going with it. I'm going with Junkie all the way. I love um, it. I mean, like, there's no... You, when you make it to the finals, there's no bad choices. No, I mean, that yeah, That was an incredible... Right? I can't lose. Like, no if, way. If I pick Queer, like, people would be like, I respect. But, yeah, like... I don't know, dude. I, I love Junkie, and there's something so different about it. Um, every time that song comes on, like if I'm like in my car and I hear that song, like it's just volume like all the way up, like and I'm just screaming every word. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> I think I think there's also something so powerful about when every verse on a song is incredible and mm -hmm. one of one. I think that pushes it to the top. 100. So that's what I would agree with. I you love on the honesty and the like. Just how real and raw Junkie is compared to, like, just like compared to other songs in their discography. I mean, Queer is pretty, pretty amazing too. But Junkie's just so raw. It's like so like right there. It's like so real. Like you're like watching them like bleed their hearts out on these tracks, and that one's really cool. So yeah. Well, Zach, thank you for bleeding your heart out in this bracket. That was <laughs> that was amazing. I think it's really important for fans of you and people that are going to become fans of you to understand why you like certain songs, what you look for when you're listening to a song. But before we end, can you just let me know, so what's going to be going on, you know, for the rest of the summer? What releases do you have on the radar? Anything that you would like to share? Yeah, dude. So, um, man, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited about this show this Wednesday. I'm performing at Hotel Ziggy uh, at 7 p.m. So Ooh. come by, buy a ticket, uh, show out. Um, and then we'll I don't really know. I don't have anything else lined up at the moment. Um, so I'm just I'm working on a couple songs. I'm working up. I'm working on a song with my friend Jones Jr. named Sean. Um, we should be getting that out pretty soon. We've been dying. We did a song together a couple years ago, um, but we've been dying to make another one. And we're performing together uh, next month in Seattle. Oh really? That's so sick. Yeah. So I'm hopping on a. I'm hopping on this guy's uh, tour. His name's King Trey. Yeah, I saw um, that. Shout out yeah. Jones Jr., by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm hopping on his tour. So me and Jones Jr. are going to be playing a show. We're going to be opening for King Trey on August 2nd, I believe, uh, in Seattle. And then the very next day, I'll be playing at Los Globos in LA. Jeez. So yeah, I'm really excited. Those two things, I mean, like that, that's what I'm really looking forward to. So those, that's going to be super fun. Uh, come come see me live if you want. Um, it's going to be a great time. But yeah, other than that, though, I'm just really working on myself and trying to like uh put together something really special for um anyone who's a fan of my music so well that number is surely gonna grow this year i'm uh definitely excited Thanks, to man. see all that man thank you so much for jumping on and uh this was an incredible first episode thank you for having me man of course man. this is awesome all right guys bob call west radio new episode one
Please look out. We're going to tag all of Zach's socials so you'll be able to find all of his music. Please check him out. He's not only an incredible musician, he's one of my good friends. Highly recommend everything that he's got going on. We're going to make a track together hopefully by the end of the year. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace.